Welcome to the very first stuff radio show on cliffcentral.com. And, and uh, my name is Toby Shapshak. My day job is editing that piece of wonderful joy called Stuff Magazine. And uh, I am joined by a couple of other uh, good friends of mine who are technology journalists. Uh, Duncan McLeod, the editor of uh, techcentral.co.za. I've never heard you sounding so formal, Toby. Well, and John Tullett, the, uh, the editor of everything at IT Web, I think. I'm, I don't know what his title is, but he is very smart. Thank you, Toby. And has a scorbically dry sense of humor. Anyway, here we are for um, the three of you who may be listening. This is uh, this is kind of a bit of a reunion. A few years ago, the three of us were involved in a, a very early podcasting, I'd say success story called the ZA Tech Show. It was the brainchild of Simon Dingle and... Brett Haggard and Craig Rodney, and we used to have a great guy called Ben, Han- ben Kelly, who you'll be hearing along with the three of us. And uh, and why I asked Duncan and, and John to join us is that I thought Tech, uh, Tech, Cent- Tech Central ZA Tech Show was always a really great success story. The audience were geeks, let's be honest, and it was an era when you had to be a geek to understand podcasting or this whole idea of self-broadcasting, which is which has kind of come about with uh, Cliff Central, which is now, you know, a bona fide radio station as far as almost everybody in the industry is concerned, uh, except the uh, traditional radio stations who use antenna and thing to broadcast. Anyway, so I brought along the geeks because I thought it had, uh, you know, we had great chemistry. Um, geek podcasts are the only things you can talk about, you know, uh, a couple of state men sitting in a room saying we've got great chemistry. But here we are, John Tullett's laughing himself hysterically. Let me introduce you a little bit, John has this big sense of humor. And what he's really good at is he has like an instant love or hate relationship with products and gadgets. Um, mostly hate. Mostly hate. So he is he is by far the greatest barometer I know of for whether a product will get past, uh, you know, the consumer market or not. And, and he has a particular fondness for Dell, don't you, John? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dell, absolutely my favorite. Um, to, to be fair... Uh, I, I divide Dell into Dell Consumer, which I, I have a, a long-abided dislike for, and then Dell Enterprise, which is pretty good. So uh, don't be too mean to Dell too early. Give me time to warm up. Okay. Well, uh, in the meantime, there's Duncan McLeod of the Clan McLeod. There can be only one. I'm told I say that almost every time I see you. Uh, there's another one in the phone book. So, uh, really? Yeah. I'll have to hunt him down and kill him. <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> what are we going to do? Sword fights at dawn because there can be only one, you know. Does he have like a like a scar across his neck with with uh, safety pins stuck in it? You know, I have no idea what you're talking about because I've never actually seen the show. <laughs> really, you've no, never seen the never Highlander? Seen I believe it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, this really is very geeky. Cold I keep movie. having to remind ourselves. Fire this man. <laughs> I, the, I think the highlight was the song by Queen, wasn't it? Yeah, but how can you be called Duncan McLeod and not have watched the Highlander? We we are. I'm away this weekend, uh, but uh, next weekend we're having a, a a dinner evening, a movie evening for you to watch it on my unnecessarily large television. <laughs> Supposed to laugh into the microphone, John. Then you can see it. I was being discreet. Anyway, so so uh, geeks to geeks together again. Riha, the geek shall inherit the earth. Um, I am being very formal, Duncan, because suddenly I'm the presenter. You know, I've had this great authority, anti-authoritarian attitude my whole life, and all of a sudden I am the fucking authority. I am the, you know, like who am I going to rebel against now that I'm the presenter 
you know, I realized this a few years ago when I became the editor, you know, who do you fight against? So let's, uh, let's just discuss some of the big news of the week because, um, it's been kind of, kind of, uh, 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 busy week in terms of technology. I think the biggest story this week, uh, or you know, in the last three days of this week, four days, is the deal announced between Apple and IBM for IBM to put a whole lot of enterprise-ready apps onto Apple devices, onto the iPhone, hundred or so pre-installed. What I, what I find ironic, Toby, about this and this deal between Apple and IBM is IBM, of course, was the was the subject of the parody by Apple in their famous 1984 ad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how, how the wheel is turned. Oh, no, there's so much of that. I mean, it just really makes you laugh. Like, you know, five, six, seven years ago, Nokia and, and Microsoft were sworn enemies fighting for the same customers. And now, you know, they've both fallen giants and Nokia is owned by Microsoft. And being laid off on mass. Exactly. <laughs> um well, uh, yeah, interesting because Apple is with what we know a consumer product. You know, they they for people who just want to pick up a well, f- a phone or an iPad, and all of a sudden people it's bringing your own product to the office. Bring your own device. B Y B O Y D. B Y O D. Yeah, instead of B Y O B. Bottle. Duncan means bottle. I know he hasn't watched The Highlander. I don't know what other like important <laughs> cultural references he doesn't know about. We might have to fill him in all the time. I don't think The Highlander is an important cultural reference somehow. In South Africa. Oh, hell yeah. They all. You know. <laughs> anyway, so, um, yeah, so suddenly uh, because of IBM's clout with big corporate markets, big corporate customers, they've just given Apple an incredible leg up. It's, I mean, it's a win for both of the companies. You see what happened it? to BlackBerry's share price yesterday. Shame. It continued its trend. Down 12% on that deal. Like I said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, it, yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's good for everyone, right? It's, it's really good for, for IBM because, yeah, people are buying, buying iPhones and, and iPads and, and that's great. So especially in the executive suite. And it's really good for Apple because it gives them that, uh, that enterprise leg up. It's kind of good for everyone. I'm a little bit surprised, um, that IBM didn't, just invest in something a little bit more kind of across the board, right? So just announce that they're going to invest in sort of smartphone apps in general. Uh, but I guess starting with Apple, yeah, perfectly reasonable move. I, I think it's a brilliant strategy. Why, why bother with everything else when, you know, the, the, the kind of top end of the business market are, are have adopted, certainly in the States have adopted the iPhone, doctors, well, they, they lawyers. Have, they have, you know. but at the same time, the, the high-end Android stuff is encroaching super quickly. So... Yeah. You can't you can't ignore that. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not ignoring it, nor does it seem a you. But uh, I, you know, I, I, it's this divide between iOS and Android, and there's always such great animosity between them. I, whenever people ask me iOS better than Android, I always say I refuse to have religious debates early, this early in the morning because it is like a religious debate. Yeah. Both sides are intractable. It's going to be easier to find peace in the Middle East than to get like an iOS user to acknowledge Android gave us the notifications, or Android users to acknowledge that you know Apple, you know the 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 the, the G phone or the Droid was a clone of the iPhone. Well, but all of that increasingly seems irrelevant to me. The value is always in the apps, so and that's why I'm a little bit surprised to see someone as big as IBM kind of throwing the weight behind one platform or another. I think you'll see an Android launch, but it'll be very low-key and uh, no one will say anything. It'll be very like mm. down, downplayed. The thing is, who do you partner with in, on the Andro- in the Android ecosystem? Do you go to one of the hardware manufacturers? Do you partner directly with Google? I mean, 
that the value proposition isn't perhaps as clear as, as, a, as, a, as a deal between IBM and Apple. No, not at all. But well, tell us, it, tell it, us what, we're talking preloading. So you'd partner with a vendor, right? So it'd be someone like a Samsung. Yeah. But, yeah. They, but they've got their investments in stuff like Knox and Safe, so I'm not sure they'd do it. Mm. Tell us what you think. Uh, you can give us a call on 0861-555-189. That's 0861-555-189. Who will be our first ever caller? You can uh, see us or hear us on youtube.com slash TV. On Twitter, we're cliffcentral.com. Uh, you can reach us on Twitter at, at StuffSA. And I am at ShapShack. Duncan is at McLeod D and John <laughs> John Tullet is at fake John J O N. Very funny. Anyway, um, so there's yeah. a geek in joke that I expect very few people to get now that fake Steve Jobs has moved on. I know, I know, I get it. I still think it's hilarious. Um, nobody else does, but you know my barometer. Story of my life. Dude. Yeah, yeah, barometer <laughs> of my life. You know, I mean, I, like I'm always continuous standard that if anyone ever says you're funny, I mean, I went to Germany and spoke at a conference there, and I had Germans laughing. I want to put that on my LinkedIn profile, but there isn't a field for it. You're like the next David Hasselhoff. No, I don't think they laugh. <laughs> <laughs> People admire, they buy him really, like. Fully on bona fide. I saw him do an interview about it once. You know, they're like, they full on love him, not in an ironic way. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like all those fashion mullets, you know, they're like ironic fashion mullets. It's like, uh, you know, you go to Benoni and they're non ironic fashion mullets. <laughs> Same, non ironic stuff. There was a local actress that had, had a fling with him back in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The blonde poppy. Yeah. What was her name? Um, Patricia Lewis. That's it. No, they were full on. And she had a, at one stage, I drove past the billboard <laughs> and then I heard it on the radio. She had vocal cord surgery and he came out to sing with her one last time. She said, <laughs> just like one last time. And yet, you know, to David Hasselhoff. Anyway, we're going off the point. Uh, this is, uh, unradio, as Gareth calls it, cliff, uh, cliffcentral.com, unradio, unscripted, uncensored. Yes, John, you can fucking swear. Um, <laughs> So uh, we are talking about technology, and uh, I've asked a, a very smart young man to come in. I've known Martin for, I don't know, a good 10 years now, Martin Bizio, and he has a brilliant little product called the Easy Phone um, uh, that we featured in Stuff Magazine, and I very foolishly haven't written up before I invited two other technology journalists, and all three of us are going to probably like scrabble to get the story first. Um, and uh, Easy Phone is just the cleverest, cleverest thing if you are a parent you should have one already martin bizio why did you think of this why have you taken so long hi there um toby first time on the radio so a little bit shaky you've got to speak into the oh, microphone into directly. There you go. yeah yeah there better? we go um yeah it actually happened to me i do a bit of trail running and i was running out of the beaten path and um I never carry my primary phone with me because obvious reasons. One, you're a target when you, when you, um, when you're running. When you're as, running. As that YouTube video, how great was that video? Yeah, no. I mean, really, that is so South Africa, so South Africa that you go, you know, get mugged while you have a GoPro on your head, they don't steal it. <laughs> well, <laughs> anyway, you're out trail running. Yeah. Duncan's a big trail runner, by the way, if you need to okay. know. Awesome. It's, it's a good way to exercise, I think. Um, and um, I rolled my ankle, and um, I had it wasn't a severe 
uh, injury, but I thought to myself, had I hurt myself badly, how would I let anyone know about my, you know, uh, my situation? And I was probably about two or three kilometers off the road. And it got me thinking to try and think of a device um, that could help. Uh, I could make a quick call and they could find me if I was bleeding profuse, profuse, profusely. <laughs> um, what if you'd hurt your hand? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so I wanted to make the phone so easy that you could even dial with your foot. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and Bite uh, it to make a call. <laughs> you can actually do that. I mean, it's, uh, in a nutshell, it's um, you, you have pre, predefined numbers on the, on the handset. As you guys can see, you can change the keyboard layout so you can have from two numbers to 12 numbers. Everything is uh, <clears throat> done through a web interface. You can change the numbers at will. Well, let's just describe it. This is radio. So it's, it looks the kind of, you know, everyone always says the size of a credit card. It's about the size of a credit card. It about is. It looks about like a cheap four, remote control. Yeah, four or five times thicker cheap. than a credit card, rounded corners. It's, and, it, and it just looks like a kind of piece of plastic. It's got clever branding on the front. Martin, let me just help you a little bit. You can brand it at the back. You, you know, it's got a little loop to hang it around your neck. So it looks like a kind of credit card size, about six widths. Six times as deep, like a little remote controller. Seven mils. Seven, seven millimeters. It's the size of a of a, a, a Huawei P7 phone, and uh, and it's that's an excellent point of reference for all of our listeners. <laughs> Very good. So all all of you who know exactly what that means will surely be picturing uh, anyway. So the so thing. so there you are, lying, bleeding, wounded on the trail, you know. Yeah, so, I mean, Sunsets coming, the howl of jackals over the wild. The wolves are circling. <laughs> <laughs> Adidas runners eyeing your knives with envy or vice versa. So it's it's got no screen. I think that's a very important point to make. So there is nothing to break um, because the numbers are predefined. It's very rugged. You can throw it against the wall. And, in fact, I did a demonstration at a client, and I threw it against the wall, and um, they freaked out because <laughs> – it's not something you typically do with a handset. Um, yeah. It weighs 40 grams, so it's easy to carry in your pocket. Like, um, well, in John's house often, actually, especially if it's made by Dell. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's, I think it's, it's ideal for not only business people, but also, like you mentioned, for kids. Um, every kid should have one. Uh, the parents can get hold of them at any point in time, and the kids can get hold of their parents or whoever they choose to, to call with the predefined numbers. I think it's a great idea, you so, know, I, I, in this age where parents want their children to be contactable or to be able to reach to them and they don't want to give them a phone and there's a, you know, a whole bunch of uh, cost issues. I mean, you can pick up like a little Nokia 105 for about 160, 200 rand, but still that's that's clever because it's got built-in airtime, right, Marty? Yeah, and also remember with, uh, with a normal phone, the kids can call anybody. So they can dial someone that's got a screen so they can get themselves into trouble most of them have cameras, you know, with these days with um, even Instagram bullying, it's a, it's a problem. Um, whereas here, they don't have access to any internet uh, services. It's a quick uh, press a button, call your mom or dad, or be called by by them. So what, uh, does it, what does it cost? So we are selling this um, at $299 um, and then 99 Rand a month. And we've given it uh, on a two-year contract. So you get 50 for that uh, 99 rand. You get 50 rands worth of airtime, and you get a whole bunch of services with that. Uh, so with can you track the location? And you stuff can track like the that. location. Yeah. Um, emergency. Uh, press one button, and there's an emergency service 
um, which will locate the phone and and obviously um, you know whatever you define it to be. So mm. the parents can then um, act upon mm. an emergency. Could could you build this into something more wearable? I have small children. Is why I'm asking. Could you build something something I can strap onto a toddler? Well. <laughs> We have a number of accessories, but one the, the one that we provide with the phone is a lanyard, which hangs around. Yeah, something, something my toddlers won't strangle themselves on was kind <laughs> what, of what, what I was what getting is at. It, what is it that I end up firstly on a TV show with Aki talking about his strap-on, and now I'm on a radio show with John, and he's talking about a strap-on. Is there something I need to – is the universe trying to tell me something? Anyway, well, I think, I think what he's talking about is like one of those baby good. grows with like oh. the, the key pouch that's like – Yeah, know, that, that can, kind of thing, yeah. I mean, he has twins. Hey? You've got to feel for him and Candace. <laughs> there are a number of pouches like that that will fit this handset mm. very comfortably. You can strap it to the, the arm or um, maybe even something simple like super glue. Yeah, staple it to the forehead maybe. <laughs> Always an option. The thing is a toddler won't be able to uh, to make any calls there. I think you're just looking for the tracking just, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then, I mean there are there are solutions for that, but um, uh, this is a it's nice to have a sort of a local a local option on the market. I think one of the other points um, on how long is the battery life? So the bat- uh, on standby it's about three days, mm-hmm. and talk time's three hours, and to recharge twenty five minutes on using a normal micro USB, mm. and you can plug it into the wall or to your car. But the, the key here is that um, you not only control like if you take prepaid. Prepaid was designed to give you the, uh, the brakes on your spending. This is a steering wheel. So not only are you restricting how much you spend on your device, but who you spend it on. Because you can only call the, the numbers that are predefined. Yeah. So if you are a small business owner and you have a number of people working for you, you can restrict, um, you can restrict who they call. Yeah. So you know that if you give them 100 rands worth of airtime, they're going to spend it on your business. Yeah. So and they could call you, they could call reception, they could call a fleet manager, absolutely. if they're a driver. And there's no value to this handset if stolen. Yeah. What are you going to do? You're going to call my numbers. That's awesome. Yeah. So the, can, you, can you remotely lock it? Just of course, yeah. Wipe it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And if you lose it, we just print you another phone. We've, we've got all your settings and your, mm. your, your layout and your mm. artwork, so we'll just print you another one. And the beauty about this is in this environment, in this country, unfortunately, which is not uh, specific to South Africa, and even a cheap handset makes you a target for you know having yeah exactly you know your thing stolen yeah. Whereas here Look, I'm going to take two. I mean I, I've got two people. I'm going to give them two little kids, Montebestics kids immediately. I think she must they must have them so they can contact her, me, you know the, each other. They're brilliant. What a great idea. They're not going to get. I know this is an issue. You know my Montebestic was telling me her son at school wanted to take a phone and. And they'll just get stolen at school. You know, at high he's 15. It's uh, kind of worrying, worrisome. Yeah, no, and then you still want to have connectivity. You want to be able to get hold of them or check on them or, you know, and that's, I think, perfect. No, it's cool. Well done. Well, sir. Does it have any tracking functionality, Martin? So, so if, you, if a parent wanted to find the We, we talked about that already. We used yeah, to be. We use LBS, so location-based services. Okay. <laughs> and, um, yeah, you can track it. Great. Well, we're still... Uh, we're still looking um, for our very first caller. Call us on 0861-555-189 or tweet us on cliffcentral.com or stuff at stuff SA. And uh, we're talking about this very clever little easy phone made by uh, a smart guy called Martin Bizier. Uh, you're making blush. 
I don't know if that's possible on radio, but <laughs> it is. It is because you know, apart from being smart, you also have a face for radio. Insul- insulting our studio guest is, is one of our, our hallmarks. You should definitely get a call in now, hey? Yeah. Mom, yeah. come defend me. <laughs> <laughs> if I had a show in my parents' how they listen to this, they'd be listening to my mother come fight your mother. <laughs> anyway, that's uh, that's uh, that's uh, it's a really great little device, and, and I'm, I uh, I think it just it isn't just a success story for South Africa. I think in six months we'll be talking about how far this is uh, this is. Um, Spread around the world, you know. I think it's a, I think it's a really great idea. Yeah, if you want to check it out, we'll get more information. Uh, go on to easyphone.com, uh, spelled E-E-Z-I-F-O-N-E, um, and have a look. You can build your own phone, create it, play around with it, and uh, definitely buy one for you or your family. Great, great. Well, there you have it. Um, that finishes our interview segment. I was told how to organize the show is by 15-minute segment. We have finished a few moments early, but that's not a problem because we will continue to talk junk or crap or shite, as uh, as we have learned to over the years. Um, anyway, what, what what we brought a couple of phones into review, and uh, uh, one of the first ones we're going to talk about is the new LG G3, which Duncan is actually using mm-hmm. as his primary phone at the moment. Uh, what do you think of it, Dunky Wanky? Well, I actually bought this phone, so... Uh um, oh, it. Yeah. you like it, a technology yeah, journalist. Go, go, go. <laughs> um, and um, so, I, you know, I, I've, I've reviewed it, and I, I think it's uh, I think it's one of the best, if not the best Android device on the market right now. Um, there's some controversy around the, the, the screen, a QHD screen. I think the resolution is 2560 by 1440 pixels, which is significantly higher than uh, than uh, than traditional devices. Um, you know, your Samsung S5s and that sort of thing. Um, but uh, I, so it's a scandalous topic. Scandalous in the scandal. I have no idea what you're talking. Carry on though. <laughs> um, so the pixel density is is the highest I've ever seen on a phone. I think we're talking about 538 um, pixels per inch, uh, whereas most devices are sort of two, three hundred pixel per inch. Well, the the, the retina the retina display on the iPhone is 330. Is it something in that ballpark? Yeah, something like that. So substantially higher than the Retina, which kind of set the benchmark originally. Yes, indeed. Um, and it's controversial because obviously it it consumes um, it consumes more battery having such a such, yes. a, such a high um, screen resolution. Um, but um, you know, I think that uh, going back and using an S4, which was my phone before, I, I, I can see the difference. Um, if you look if you look at the screen, you compare it against an, another device like an iPhone or a, or a Samsung or something else. You, you can see the you can see the very, very clear improvement on that QHD uh, display, but still it's controversial because of the impact it's had on the battery life, and that's the only downside I would say of this device is that uh, the battery life, while while okay, is not as good as it was on its predecessor, the G2. Well, there you have it. I don't I don't I, care if I can chuck that in there. I used, I used to stress about battery life a lot, and, uh, and since I've been using phones which don't, which don't normally last a day, I just I'm just surrounded now by USB power of one form or another, whether it's a a charger on my desk, a cigarette lighter charger in my car, an external battery pack charger, whatever it is. So it's it's actually quite hard for me to be out of reach of power to charge a device. Yeah, I just carry a battery pack around in my, no, just, I, I, in my look, bag. Look, I do too, but let me tell you, on the average trip, and I've, I've done a lot of done a lot of international, done a lot of local trips lately. I have to, on, when I'm out of the office or out of my city or walking around with a backpack in Berlin or at a conference, I'm going through two battery packs a day. 
Yeah, I've well, got a Mophie on the on the that I slide on the back, and I've got another little one. It, when I go like down w- to watching Durban, watching porn is hard on batteries. It's true. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, moving swiftly along. <laughs> the, That's a loss uh, for words, are you? <laughs> <laughs> John Tullet. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, I yeah, and w- it, when I'm like flying down to Durban or Cape Town, even though I'm in a car with a car charger. You still need extra batteries. So there are things you should not do while you're driving, Toby. Yes, yes. Right. We have a request. Um, uh, we have a we have a question. It's from uh, Vusi, and he says, "Hey, tech guys, does anyone know when the iPhone 6 is going to come out, and what new features it might have?" Full stop. I'm giving you a bit of an edit, Vusi, because Samsung <laughs> is giving them a run for their money. Full stop. It's E before I. Except after C. Well, and I also wanted to find out what the deal with Apple and Beats by Dr. Dre. Are we going to get headphones when we purchase That's Apple yeah. products? So there's a couple of questions Three in there. Questions there. Yeah, uh, uh, I'll answer the first one. The iPhone 6 always comes out around September, October when they have the big event uh, that announces, you know, the, the new phone, and it's always in the run-up to December because that's when they sell the most. And and, you know, even though Apple refuses to comment and won't say anything and the local representatives no, d- can't either, uh, it usually hits South Africa around the 14th or the 15th of December. So that, so it's going to stay like that. It might come a, bit, a week or two early, mm-hmm. but given the kind of global demand, the kind of features that it's going to have, let's pass you over to Apple lover uh, John, <laughs> John Dullett. I love Apple even more than I love Dell. So, uh, I mean, the, the, the rumors at the moment, and it is only rumors, obviously, but we're talking uh, potentially larger screens, which apparently they're fabbing at the moment. Uh, at least one form factor may be pushed out a year because apparently they're having supply problems with that. But certainly a larger screen is on the cards. Everyone's kind of waiting for Apple to uh, hit the wearable market. So The iPhone. I mean, the iWatch. The iWatch or whatever they'll call it. Uh, so that's that's kind of what's, what's driving the rumor mill at the moment. I think the I uh, just I want to just ch- maybe ch- chip in on the on the iWatch uh, um, speculation. I think it's quite um, ironic that um, uh, I, mean, I, I used to I, wear I used I, to, ironic I, ironic. <laughs> <laughs> I um I used to wear a wristwatch until I got a I got a phone a cell phone and uh, because that thing tells me that my phone tells me the time I ditched the the wristwatch and here these uh, yep. tech companies trying to reintroduce the the concept of the rich wristwatch. I'm I'm not sure that um, I want one. Well. I com- I'm completely with you there. The, the first wearable I've seen that I actually I thought made sense was uh, it's a ring, a Bluetooth enabled ri- a Bluetooth enabled ring, which is aimed at, at at girls because it's got a big fake jewel on the top to hide the electronics in. But I can imagine it being a bangle, and basically it has no no screen at all, no interface. All it does is it has customizable alerts, so it will vibrate, and it's got a couple of LEDs that will light up different colors depending on what type of alert is. Uh, and that for me. If, is the first time I've seen a wearable that actually made sense. Like I can imagine wearing that, and so if I'm waiting for an Uber car to arrive, I want to have a little purple light light up and a vibration, and that's it. So it's a bit like um, the 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 smart, what do they call them, smart bands from the likes of Jawbone and Nike and that, that sort of thing. That kind Maybe of they're thing. already in the market, yeah. But yeah, it, perhaps a bit more intelligent. But just with a little bit more customization, but the same basic idea. Mm. Yeah, like I, I really don't want a one-inch screen glued to my wrist. I really don't. And most yeah, of the complaints, really especially with the Android ones, is that they are alert heavy. So you'll get a million alerts, and I don't, I don't really want. Well, that. you know, I I tried the Pebble Watch for a while, and uh, the original Pebble Watch, and I loved it, and I mm. bought it in part because I just wanted to keep it for my archive. It's unfortunate that in 
South Africa, such things get stolen. But nonetheless, I'll buy another one just for, and I, I, you know, I just found the notifications. It got old yep. so quickly. Yep. And the other thing that I find really. It's a, it's a gimmick. Yeah, I find it a little frustrating. Well, we, we, we'll get back to the rest of your questions, we'll see. Um, the, 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 the thing that I found frustrating is that, you know, if you're going to make a smartwatch, make it work with an iPhone. My primary phone is an iPhone. I, I've long since given up, you know, fighting backwards and forwards. I turn my phone off. I use the other phone. I make calls. I do a whole bunch of stuff. I check my mail. I, I'm very thorough. I'll never use a phone for less than three or four days, you know, two weeks at, at, at best. You know, but I, I, I just, I'm going to stick with an iPhone. That's my primary device. And I, I spend an enormous amount of time having to defend myself to Android manufacturers about why I don't switch to a clearly superior operating system, quote unquote, better design, quote unquote. Ecosystem you know, stickiness. Exact, et cetera, et cetera. And I can tell you the one feature that I use over and above everything else is cut and paste. And, and the working with text on an iPhone and iOS is just infinitely superior to any other operator. Kind of ironic because it would take them a long time to actually introduce clipboard. The they did, but it's it's touch touch and hold and select all and cut and paste and move pretty, around. Pretty sure, that does work on other phones. Though. It does, but it just doesn't work with as much ease. And it's not because it's different. It's just trust me. Anyway, so <laughs> what? So coming back to the wearable things. So you're Samsung or you're Sony or you uh, you know a, 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 a Android manufacturer. Make your phones work with iOS. So you can't get the person's phone, but you can get their, your brand on their wrist. Because they'll use that that functionality, don't you think? No, no, anyway. I, don't, I don't care because I don't think the wearable market, as it stands now, is really no, going I, anywhere. So I also don't. You know, I mean, the, the kind of that's not really the question. So so let's just go back to so, so last question. Next, next question was Samsung, right? So but, is Samsung kicking Apple's ass? No, it isn't. Samsung's Samsung's in a, in a in a bit of a tight spot at the yeah, moment. Yeah, you were writing they're, about this. Uh, they're Sanka they're McLeod, saturated, basically. Amongst other things, writes a, a very good weekly column in the Business Times and the Sunday Times, which he thankfully reposts on TechCentral.co.za. You are, by the way, listening to CliffCentral.co.za stuff on Cliff Central. We're going to start calling it Stuff even. Central. CliffCentral.com. Yes, we're going to call it Stuff Central, um, and uh, you can call us on 0861. Triple five one eight nine. You can email us. You can um, you can uh, tweet us. And uh, we we'll just come back to your question, Duncan. Uh, you were saying Samsung is. Yeah, they've. Um, I forget the the number of quarters. I think it's three or four quarters in a row now where they've um, reported a, a decline in earnings. Uh, I think they've warned that their their latest quarter, their year on year earnings, are going to decline by about a quarter. And they specifically warned for the first time that uh, it's because they're facing growing competition uh, from Chinese manufacturers. So we're seeing the rise of companies like uh, like Huawei, uh, Huawei and um, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Uh, Toby, maybe you know Xiaomi, Xiaomi. Um, I, I don't actually. I've never heard it said, so I've only ever read it. Me too. <laughs> At least we know how to pronounce Huawei now. Um, uh and and ZTE and, and companies like that so, and and some of those devices particularly I think from from Huawei and and Xiaomi however you pronounce the company's name um, are, are looking really good um, and I think that um, perhaps Samsung took the foot off the innovation pedal a little bit um, following the success of the Galaxy S3 and the Galaxy S4 um, I think that perhaps just my view is that they perhaps haven't been innovating quickly enough uh, while the competition particularly from those um, East Asian uh, manufacturers. Uh, have been innovating at a faster pace. Yeah, completely I, and, agree. And also, I think since there's two, I think I think oh. it's market dynamics. You know, firstly, there's cycles of business. 
that you've got to bear in mind. You know, it's an anomaly that a company like Microsoft or Apple have, have kind of Apple has been through its cycle, but a company like Microsoft has has such an unassailable monopoly. But if you look at manufacturers, just cell phone manufacturers, um, you know, Nokia was making two out of three smartphones. Fortune ran an article saying, who will ever catch up to Nokia? You know, at one point, BlackBerry was the fastest growing company in the world in 2009 kind of thing. Uh, and, and Nokia and BlackBerry have hit the skids and, and Apple and Samsung have clawed their way to the top. Uh, Samsung have watched their growth over the years saying they want to be number one and they've been very good and very aggressive and they have, they have good products and they also have a really good business model. They have very aggressive supply chain management. They, you know, they, 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 they push really hard. They, they're number one in products and they're number one in, in business practice, one could say, and they, and they're having good success in Africa. But the problem is, Apple and Samsung make the high-end premium phones. We know from these fascinating reports that find 120% of profit in a market. But basically that's because um, they, they, they make so much more profit and some of the other manufacturers are not. Some of the other manufacturers are not breaking even. That's what's so remarkable. You know, two-thirds of the market and another th- to Apple and a third to Samsung. But that's not no longer where the growth is coming from. The growth is coming from the emerging markets, Africa, uh, China, Brazil, Russia, and people, yeah. as much as they aspire to it, they simply can't afford it. So they will buy a Lenovo or a Huawei or a ZTE. For me, the the I think the really interesting thing out of uh, this year's keynote is not whether Apple introduces a, a 5.5-inch iPhone or a 4.7-inch iPhone um, or even introduces an iWatch. I think the really interesting thing is what they do with that C model. Um, yeah, yeah, I they, think so too. I don't think it's been the success they were hoping it was going to be. I think it's priced I, too high for emerging markets. Um, and I think if they want to, if they really want to start to cash in on on, on the emerging market uh, space, I think they're going to have to, they're going to have to come up with a cheaper phone. Yeah, I um I actually have one on me at the moment because I'm, um let's just give a little punt to them because we're going to be talking about them in future weeks. The the app of the year competition sponsored by MTN Business, so it's not a business app, it's all sorts of apps, and I've been testing and looking at the the entries for the iOS consumer division. So. You know, a great, a great little device to see. And I think, I think at the time everyone thought Apple would make a cheap iPhone, but actually all they did was make a cheaper iPhone, which was what, a hundred dollars less? Less expensive. Less expensive. Less expensive. Yeah. So, so they've kept their premium branding and their premium market. I think they, this captures a youthful market or, or dare I say, I don't mean this to sound sexist, a female market because of the the color association. It's Um, just such a tiny cramped screen. I mean, I I look at it and I dislike it. From the start. That's the biggest I, problem with the iPhone now is it's too small. I don't, I don't know that I agree. I'm, I'm, you know, I like the five-inch screen. I was just setting up uh, my fiance's old 4S the other day, and saw you that how small that was. But I like it as a phone. It's a phone. It's not a phablet. I don't want a phablet. I, I love the six-inch screen of the of the Sony Xperia Z Ultra. Their phablet. I love that. I love the iPad Mini. Um, Samsung has a, a great product in the Note 3. Mm. I think that's a separate category. I don't want that to be my phone. I, I agree. I think the phablet is a separate category, but I think the 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 bar for the for a high end smartphone falls somewhere between a, a phablet and an iPhone right now. Yeah, it's sort of five just inch a, five inch space. Let's yeah. just read a mail from uh, from Christophe Dupria. Hang on, we, you missed one of Vusi's questions, which was, will we see will we see Beats with the iPhone? The answer is no, we won't. They will always happily sell you overpriced, mm-hmm. underperforming crappy accessories separately <laughs> <laughs> but how do you really feel 
No, no, not, not a no. huge, not a huge fan. Eh? <laughs> no, I. You know, it's interesting. I think I think the the the, the critics have been. The critics have been very um, uncomplimentary about. Look, Beats headphones are rubbish. Beats. I'm wearing a pair at the moment. Actually, yeah. a pair of executive Look, noise cancellings. They're rubbish headphones. They're way better headphones for the money. They didn't buy it for the headphones. They bought it for the brand. I bought a pair exactly. of Beats and they broke. I certainly won't buy another one. Yeah, the sound well, quality's crap, and they're not. It's not as good as. Well, these are the only else. set of Beats I've got that are the Beats Pure. Say, I've got a couple of Beats with by Monster. That uh, I've actually I've got monster who will happily sell you magical gold-plated special HDMI cables. Yeah, yeah. Also, <laughs> reputable brand that I would recommend to my worst enemy. Versi Fish E. I hope you got your answer. Uh, he has a, a, a comment from Christophe Dupre, and he says, "I think the largest use for a wearable would be health function health functions." Which would seem very promising. Yes, uh, right now, Christoph. Yes, established but also, market already. Yeah, but also it's like like negligible functionality. You know, I mean, it's so great. You do 10,000 steps. I've discovered I can link my Fitbit to Discovery, and I get the same yep. 150 points I would if I went to gym. Uh, the functional, useful thing that I found was when I'm overseas, I can work out. I've walked 10 kilometers or 25, yep. or you know, that's I, I that's like that. It's very. It's but what apart from that, really, what else does it tell you? You know, but, that's, but that's just. But the, that's the point, isn't it? It's it's very very focused on one function and it does it really well and that's all I want. Exactly. So exactly. I want that out of a wearable. I don't want a tiny crappy screen on my wrist. If I wanted a tiny crappy screen on my wrist, I would just glue an iPhone to my arm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on that note, I've, Small discover, enough. I've discovered that because we are a, 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 a successful, efficient proper radio station unlike our old days doing our own podcast we can play your song so here we go listen to this
Well, there you have it. Uh, I had a, I got it wrong actually. It is not, um, they're not emails. They are messages from WeChat. And another one comes from Ron and says, Hey, Stuff Central, will we see borderless touchscreens phone and or see-through phones if that's even possible? Um, well, you'll see as little a border as the manufacturers can do. And yes, I have seen uh, yeah, see-through phones. Sony Ericsson. Prototypes of both, yeah. Yeah, they, Sony Ericsson used to make these great ones with a kind of strange plasticky screen and you could see things print on them. They really, really were beautiful design pieces. I and, don't think they ever launched in South Africa. Didn't, didn't, so, someone, uh, was it LG or, or Samsung? Someone just showed off this rollable transparent screen. Was that Samsung? I think it was Samsung, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's called uh, uh, OLED, yeah, organic so was, organic LED. Yeah, so OLED is nothing new, but they, they've they've created the, it's a, it's very rollable screen, so you can roll it up into like a six inch cylinder, um, and it's basically transparent, so you, you can you can see through it pretty clearly. And they've they just showed off a prototype of that. I think it was Samsung actually, it might have been. I, would, I, I think would, it was Samsung. I would have use for something like that, a kind of you know flexible lightweight Kindle. I mean, my Kindle weighs huh. so little. I take it on trips with me anyway, even if I only use it for a couple of hours of the whole week-long visit. I mean, it's just so useful. Well, if they can get it transparent enough, uh, it's the kind of thing you could you could just plaster over an office window. Well, we have our first caller, and it's Christoph calling from Randburg. Hello, Christoph. Hi, guys. How are you? Good, good. You're live on the air, as well, it were. Guys, I'm, I'm actually the guy that sent the WeChat earlier about the wearables. Oh, yes. I see. And I have to... I have to um, kind of defend my, my health statement. Yes. <laughs> I've, I've read a few of the blogs and stuff, and I agree, like, counting steps and so on, that's not as useful, but I have to, they're talking about sensors, constantly measuring heart rate, um, which, I mean, would give you pre-warnings on stuff like heart attack. Yes. Like, that's crazy stuff. Eh? I mean, if you get in an accident, this thing picks it up, sends out emergency warnings. That, that's about a bit, insulin measure, insulin measurement through the skin. I yeah. know it's quite futuristic, but I, no, I no, feel they, that we might be heading in that direction. We we are indeed. There's some very clever stuff being done. You know, those wrist wrist mounted monitors. Uh, Christoph, yeah. you you're standing in the wind. If you can just kind of get out of the wind, so there's not that terrible okay. background noise. Sorry, uh, I'm actually but, just stop walking around. All right. So 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 those wrist monitors reach in the inside of your wrist. If you look at your wrist, you'll see all of those veins. Yeah. Actually, actually, a small little camera can pick up uh, what what saturation. No, no. They, well, they can pick up your pulse. Not not yeah. quite the rest of that stuff just yet. I mean, there's a yeah, clever, yeah, there's a clever app that Aki Anastasia showed me. Uh, I forget its name, but you can you can stick your finger, the top of your index finger, over your iPhone or Android phone camera. And it will work out your your pulse as well. So that's very rudimentary stuff. So, but uh, Christoph, thanks for the call. What I like about it is that you listen to us, you WhatsApp, uh, we chatted us, you we chatted us, and we, and then called in when you didn't get your response. This is the world we live in, that we have such instant communication access. And we have one more um, uh, question. Have I answered all the questions? Uh, so that's all that we've had uh, brought in. And um, uh, what we're going to talk about are some of the other uh, great devices that we've seen this week. Um, uh, there have been some launches of the HTC One M8 phone. I know you've had a look at that as well. John, you're nodding your head. I have, and it's it's phenomenal. That's all I can say, really, is it looks fantastic. Yeah. One of the things that I'm really liking, and from the high-end Android manufacturers apart from Samsung, is that they, they're putting less crap on the phone. 
And the, the fact that there's a backup ROM called the Samsung Decrapifier should tell you all you need to know. <laughs> there, there really is an there, app re- there really is. It's, and you have to, you, know, you have to flash your phone with it and basically okay. it, it will then go through and take out the, the 150 odd Samsung preloaded apps on your phone. Um, and I'm sorry, but no. So if, if you look at where the other manufacturers are going, we're seeing both fantastic hardware. I mean, like, you know, Duncan's famous screen, but coupled with just that back to basics, getting the job done, cl- fairly close to stock, stock Android experience. Uh, and it's, it's working phenomenally. And the M8 is a, a really good example of that in action. Fantastic phone, really great uh, user experience. Look, we felt the same, you know, in the current issue of stuff, uh, on shelves now. Uh, we did a test of all the like, kind of the Android super phones, we call them, the, 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 the Samsung S5, the Galaxy S5, the HTC One M8, and the Sony Xperia Z2, and, and the, one, uh, the, the M8 won it outright. And in fact, you know, it's a, it's a tough thing because I get, a, I get a lot of flack from the cell phone manufacturers who argue about why their phones should be the better. And we, we're, pretty, we're pretty impartial, and, and, and it's, you know, the three, three people who play with all the devices. So it's multiple perceptions. Um, and uh, the M8 just wins out, you know, partly because it's got that uh, kind of like quality feel to it. People buying a high-end smartphone, they don't want it to have a plastic back. The M8 is a, is a fantastic device, but I don't think I'd buy one because I'd be too worried about uh, HTC support in South Africa. They come in, they pull out of the market. They come back in, they pull out of the market. Um, you know, they've, their legacy in, in, in supporting the South African market is very poor, and I think for that reason I... Even though the device is brilliant, I don't think I'd get one. Okay. Well, that's uh, <laughs> how do you really feel about that? <laughs> if you could see this man with his crossed arms, he's a, he's made his statement. It's, I think I think it is a fair point. I mean, one of phone support is actually going through an interesting evolution at the moment. So we're seeing this big push now towards water-resistant, waterproof phones, which is tackling one of the big points of pain that consumers have had over the years. It's kind of, you know, your warranty is void because you breathed on your phone once and it got fractionally damp so that's starting to happen we've got the the samsung kind of get your screen repaired a couple of times free over the life of the phone that's a great initiative which which is phenomenal yeah for the for the last i'm not sure which phones it's the note 3 the s5 a couple of other the the top end phones if you break your phone twice in the 24 month cycle they will replace it free of charge brilliant brilliant absolutely phenomenal um, and I mean, it doesn't matter how retarded you are. I mean, you drive over your phone, you take it, and they'll just swap it out. Give you or you one. put a cover on. I, you know, people say to me, I've got a letter from some, someone once, someone saying, you know, I dropped my phone. You know, there was a Sony Xperia, these very tough phones. They said, it's a really tough phone. And I said, yeah, it's a slab of glass. It doesn't matter how beautiful and tough it is. It's still a slab of glass. You drop a slab of glass, even if it's gorilla glass. Bad things will it, happen. It, you know, it'll get broken. Yeah. So, no, so excellent initiative by, by Samsung, but that is absolutely what, to Duncan's point, is dependent on having strong local support. It's got a, you know, a good presence and it's, it's well maintained. Um, so yeah, va- valid, valid concern. Um, still an awesome phone though. For sure. Yeah, I, look, I think so. And I, and I, and I like that there's some competition and I like that it comes from the small guys. You know, I, I, you know, it, it keeps everybody on their toes. And, and I tell you, these, this, this P7, we, I don't think we've got enough time to go through that as well. Uh, I was very impressed with it. You know, it's, it's good enough. It really is. Huawei have done a very good job. The P6 was great. This P7 is as slick and as beautifully it's well, designed. It's well priced. It's um, well priced, about seven grand. No, it's cheaper it. than that. Oh, it's, it's cheaper. Yeah. Um, I think that's what you pay through, through, through Vodacom if you're, if you're a 
if you want to punish yourself as an early adopter through one of the network operators, but I know you can buy it online for less than five grand. Mm, that's right. So yeah, phenomenally well priced for what it is. Yeah. Uh, a message from Clint. I think having Twitter, Facebook, and WeChat, and Cliff Central and Radio, and powered my MTN on a Cliff Central and Radio checkbox, and it's not a phone, but just for Cliff Central, and that would be cool. Thanks, Clint. What? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I read it word for word with all the lack of punctuation, but thank you, Clint. I think I know what you mean. Your phone is not just a phone. It is a terminal to listen to Cliff Central. Gareth will be very happy. Uh, let's, uh, we're going to do something that is a, it was a, was a, uh, um, standard on the ZA Tech Show, which I always loved called our, our like of the week or our don't like of the week. What did we used to call it? Pick of the week. Oh, well, the pick on. Here we go. So, John, what's your pick of the week? So, my, my pick of the week, actually, and this is going to be a, sort of a bit of a pick on as well. So, robotics research coming out of MIT called mm. Jibo. Uh, and basically, it's what you get if you glue a tablet to a Furby. So, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> So do you remember Furby, those little toys that were... I don't. Okay, never mind. Another geek in reference that went over Duncan's head there. Never mind. It's anyway, but basically it's a little robot with a touch screen, uh, and it responds to you more or less like Siri or Google Now, right? So you can say, take a picture, and it'll take a picture. It'll let you know of upcoming meetings and whatnot. And there's a couple of reasons why it's cool. First of all, it's damn cute. But mostly, it, it's the context, the AI behind it. it, it it's reacting to the user very much like uh, Apple Siri or Microsoft Cortana or Google Now. Um, and the integration with services really pulls this thing together. It's absolutely phenomenal. It looks really, really cool. Google will almost certainly buy it, move it into their Nest division, uh, home automation division, um, because you know, that little sound you heard was Larry Page having a wet dream at the idea of a 24-7 connected camera in your home. But the, the possibilities are phenomenal. They really are. So I think that it's like the whole wearable discussion. I don't like the yeah. idea of a of an iWatch. I do like the idea of something which is absolutely fit for purpose, just delivering one thing. And this really kind of brings all of that stuff together. It looks absolutely cool. The privacy thing is the pick on, though. Yeah, Obviously, I, there I, is some I, deep privacy issues. Yeah. yeah, there is indeed. But I, certainly in terms of home automation, this is real. Home yeah, yeah. Automation 2.0, the stuff you can do with a Nest and a cell phone. In fact, I do know, just to add to that, that DSTV's functionality, somewhere down the line, you're going to be able to do stuff with your iPhone. I mean, the fact that you can watch, you know, catch up or live movies on your iPhone already or your app, iPad is, is great. Duncan, uh, your pick or pick on of the week. I'm going to pick something a little unusual. I'm going to pick a TV show. Um, I've really enjoyed uh, watching this new sh- show by Mike Judge called Silicon Valley. I don't know if either of you have seen it yet. Oh, I haven't I, seen it. The trailer, it. the trailer was enough to put me off. Oh, no, it's brilliant. It's, no, I've heard very, good things. it's genuinely very funny um, and actually provides some great insights into uh, into the culture of Silicon Valley. Obviously, it's taking the piss and it's, uh, it takes it to extreme. But um, genuinely funny show and uh, um, it gets better as it goes along through the first season, uh, culminating with a, a tech crunch disrupt uh, um, event Complete with uh, with cameos by Michael Arrington and other other um, journalists. Okay, that sounds um, fun. It, it's it's a great show. Um, so it's a it's a geek show. It's a geek show, and it's uh, it's 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 genuinely very funny. Go check it out. Well, I'm glad we're trying to appeal to a broader mass market of listeners on Cliff Central. Who um, will immediately rush out to obtain it legally? Yeah, yeah. It's what on DSTV, by the way. It is. It is. Uh, what is my pick of the week? Well, I I um I think it's the uh, I think it's the uh, the this Apple 
IBM thing. I, I'm, I'm kind of I, not so much for the companies involved, but really because it creates a kind of competition. And I think, I think there's a, there's a necessity for that and the fact that it's very mobile orientated. You know, there's a, it, it's going to have very little impact on the vast majority of people, certainly if you're not in a big a consumer market in the major, uh, in a, in an enterprise market in the major developed countries for now. Uh, but, you know, in two or three t- years' time, there will be even more of a focus on the entry-level devices, the, the, the dumb phones, the feature phones, and the things that you can do with them. I was listening to the most wonderful discussion about the kinds of reading stuff you can do on phones, feature phones, and how people are doing that. That, I think, is where, where the potential will go. Anyway, so we have uh, two and a half minutes left of the inaugural Stuff Central show, as we're calling it, not on techcentral.cozar, which is where... Uh, Duncan McLeod earns his living and holds forthright on other things. Did you see his piece in the Sunday Times about Clyde Motsening? But how do you really feel, Duncan? <laughs> I, I, I have to wait until Thursday to have my say in the financial mail, fm.cozar, if you want. Aren't strong uh, enough words. Clyde Motsening, I call him a, a, a liar and a fraud appointed by a liar overseen by a uh, supreme, uh, I mean, a, a justice dodger. So, uh, how do you really feel about it? <laughs> yes, yes. I'm, I'm glad we feel the same way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, you know. Um, although I don't know how we feel about the Sunday Times paywall, but that's a conversation for another day. Um, so, uh, I hope you've enjoyed the very first Stuff Central. We will be back, the three of us, and Ben Kelly, and maybe some of the old guys from the ZA Tech show who have other radio gigs, and it might not be appropriate, but uh, thanks for the founding. Idea to the founding guys, uh, Brett Haggard, Simon Dingle, and Craig Rodney are not here, and Ben Kelly, who you shall meet. Ben Kelly, by the way, is the reigning brain of South Africa. So, uh, and he just won something else. He just won like six months free petrol, and the man just wins everything. I don't, I don't, don't invite him here if there's a competition. Right? <laughs> you can't. Give the rest of us a chance. You can't win if you don't enter, John. You got to enter the lottery. Anyway, the last sixty seconds. Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, you can send us a message on WeChat ZA. You can tweet us at cliffcentral.com or at stuff SA. Uh, I am at Shapshack. John is fake John, J-O-N. And Duncan McLeod is at McLeod D. And uh, John's day job, because I forgot to mention it earlier, is editing everything at itweb.co.za. Thank you for joining us. And uh, I'm not sure if we are allowed to escape 30 seconds early, but we are. He has a lovely piece of music.